prophets are individuals like Jesus or something like that who received special revelation and their revelation is made apparent to us both through their predictive capacity of future events and through the spread and efficacy of their message and improving an individual's quality of life. The elect are different from prophets. The elect are individuals who have a plan for their lives. Like this is what I plan to do to have this outcome on the world population. This plan needs to one, have been accurately executed. So they do need to have the impact that they had planned on having. And two, be in line with the will of the agents of providence. So it basically means that they are using you as a vessel to bring about the future that must come to pass. Mm -hmm. From the martyrdom of man, persons with feeble and untrained intellects may live according to their conscience, but the conscience itself will be defective. To cultivate the intellect is therefore a religious duty. Would you like to know more? Malcolm. Hello, Simone. It is wonderful to be here with you today. We recently released an episode on our religious beliefs yes. that primarily ended up focusing on the concept of where we think like truth comes from, like how you can determine if an individual is a prophet and how you can determine if an individual is being and, and the will of God. Like, mm. how do you determine what the will of God is? Mm. Uh, and it went into... And in our case, what we think God is, just so people are broadly aware, is we think that God is our distant, distant, distant descendants, humanity's distant descendants, hmm. that in a million years, if humans are still around, whatever we have become in that time is closer to what today we would conceive of a God than what we today would conceive of as a human, and that they don't relate to time in the way we relate to time. So it's sort of this self-manifesting entity that reveals aspects of itself to people as throughout the civilization our civilization's development however when it's explaining itself to earlier iterations of people with less technology and less philosophical sophistication it had to use simpler explanations but we left that video with a cliffhanger which was the concept of the elect and it's something that we can dig into a lot on this video because it's a, a pretty important concept to our religious framework. And the gist of it is that not everyone's life matters equally. God <laughs> does not care about everyone equally. The, the agents of providence, we would call them, do not, not everyone is equally important in their design. And some people are holistically unimportant in their design. Do you want to go over your thoughts on this, Simone? Yeah, well, I would say like there's a, a larger, like, I, I guess, bifurcation of religious and metaphysical philosophies that that all every everyone has to make a call on this. And each is kind of an asshole for different reasons. And, and I just want to like make that clear. So yeah, there's there's one group that believes in limited atonement, which is really what we're describing here, that like some people are saved or some people are important and others aren't. And 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 not all, all people are equal. And that's not necessarily something that we're happy about. It's just what we think to be true. And the, the upsides to this view, uh, or I would say the virtues of this view, the nice things are that you're not going to see a lot of forcible conversions with these religions. And we're not the only ones who hold this view. There are lots of people who also, Calvinists hold this view, Jewish people hold this view, lots of groups, right? And so they're, they're like, you know what? 
it's not our job to convert everyone. We cannot save everyone. That's not possible. So they're just, they're a lot less coercive. They're a lot less domineering because it's just not practical. But then on the, like on the downside or the vice end, the, you know, they're just also like, and eh, those people are lost or going to hell or unimportant or whatever, right? Like they're somehow lesser or, you know, not saved or whatever. And that's, that kind of sucks because I mean, in a like very PC, everyone's happy world, everyone goes to heaven, everything's good. It's, it's great. Then there are religions and cultural views that believe that everyone can be saved. Obviously, the virtue there is that everyone can go to heaven. Everyone can be saved. Everyone can matter. The downside there is that there is then a genuine philosophical like values aligned imperative to convert people and to, and to, to enforce your, your cultural beliefs on other people. So uh -huh. if you believe so that certain continue. This means then that if you have like two groups that hold this view, like Catholics and Muslims, for example, both kind of, I think, if I understand correctly, hold this view. Not all Each Catholics group, and all Muslims hold this view. But yeah, some do, right? Like, or like do. really heavy proselytizing ones. Both would believe, well, the other group is going to go to hell if they don't convert to the correct religious view and the correct practices. So it is their imperative to through force or through convincing the convincing part is the nice way to do it the force way is the not nice way to do it they have to switch everyone over you kind of see i would say a secular a secular version of this can be seen with antinatalism where yeah. the there are coercive antinatalists who would just like to forcibly sterilize or like literally kill everyone without their consent and then there's the antinatalists like Lawrence Anton and and his his cohort who we we've spoken with and met with in person who would who never want to coerce anyone who only want to convince people. They both have the same end. There should be no humans anymore and ideally no animals either, no sentient life. However, they have very different approaches. So we're not saying that like- I think we, you, you've drunk the Kool-Aid a little here. I think that these groups historically typically don't try to convert, co co coerce people when they're in the minority, um, but when they gain control of governments, they almost always attempt to coerce people. Well, but and, what we can say though, is that like the- they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to, to do the right thing, but they they don't. They're not just trying to do the right thing. <clears throat> if they have control of a governing system, they have a moral mandate often to use that evil. governing system to coerce people to yep, follow. Because their otherwise, rights. you know that you can save someone, and you're letting them go to hell. You're letting them suffer. You're letting their lives mm -hmm. have no meaning, and that is truly evil by their framework. Mm -hmm. So again, like each one has their benefits and and, and downsides. Yes. Now we 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 are of the other group that's we're just like I'm sorry, I can't save you're not going to matter which is kind of an asshole move and kind of not because we're not going to force anyone to do anything so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a view that appears condescending from the perspective of an outsider but yeah. generally if you're you know abutting another cultural group you would prefer that they had this view than that they don't right uh, because they're going to be a much more symbiotic cultural group to their neighbors and much less dominating and and so and the anti-natalists are almost certainly the most dangerous of these groups right now and definitely a quickly growing movement faster growing than the pro-natalist movement if you look at you know their subreddits like the ethelism subreddit and stuff like that that want right. to destroy all life on the planet so really we got to talk on that but 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 now let's get back to what we think like what do we mean when we say that there is an elect group and an unelect group so we define elect in a number of different ways. Like there's a number of qualifying criteria to be among the elect, right? And it does not necessarily mean that you are a prophet. 
prophets are individuals like Jesus or something like that who received special revelation and their revelation is made apparent to us both through their predictive capacity of future events that other people didn't predict and through the spread and efficacy of their message and improving an individual's quality of life. So that's the that's that's how you determine prophets. The elect are different from prophets. The elect are individuals who have a plan for their lives. Like this is what I plan to do to have this outcome on the world population. This plan needs to one, have been accurately executed. So they do need to have the impact that they had planned on having. And two, be in line with the will of the agents of providence. God's will, you could say, right? All right, so these these future entities will, the, the future that they're trying to bring about. So it basically means that they are using you as a vessel to bring about the future that must come to pass. Mm-hmm. Now, this gets more interesting because what this means is it means even if I end up having a big impact on history, if it wasn't the impact that I intended to have, then I am not a, a tool of the agents of providence. I am more just like a tool that was used to carry out wider events in the world potentially on their behalf but it wasn't what i wanted to have happen Hmm. an example here could be someone like hitler like things definitely didn't turn out the way that he wanted to and yet it would be crazy to say that he's not one of the most influential people in world history and will not be remembered as is is one of the most important in terms of how he changed the path of history right like Uh, a lot of a lot of history pivoted around him yes but but this actually comes to another thing that it means to be among the elect, because there are various degrees of, of, of the elect, right? And this is the impact that you have needs to be a differential impact. That means if you do what somebody else would have done had you not existed, this Earlier in my career, I had this managerial position open up at Google and I was, I had an offer from them and I was waiting and waiting, waiting and they had accepted me, uh, but they hadn't um, employed me to a department. And I ended up at one point having to choose, do I go work for this VC firm in Korea? It was a young firm or do I end up uh, going to Google? And I asked my wife about this and she goes, Malcolm, if you don't take that job at Google, they will replace you with somebody equally competent as you and you will have no real power to change the direction of the company or the direction of your product. So yeah, like even if you did get in there and even if you did make heterodox views, you wouldn't be able to get them through given the way that their decision making worked at the level that you'd been hired. Yeah. And so this, you know, like if you're a politician and you're just surfing a sentimental wave, you are very unlikely to be among the elect. You need to be surfing a wave that you created. And had you not been here, somebody else wouldn't have created. So this is an example of like, if Hitler hadn't done what he did, I think it's pretty unlikely anyone else would have done something that insane. Uh, well, so I, that- here's a another like uh, in terms of modern examples, and this is really more relevant to an American od- audience, but there's a United States senator named John Fetterman, who is not exactly on in our political camp, but uh, he shows signs of what we would say is someone who's elect. Why? Because recently he's done a lot of things that run counter to his party's view. He's not towing the line. He's doing stuff that's getting him in trouble with his party. It's going to make his life harder as a politician but he is standing for his principles. So he represents someone who, Can to us, is showing signs. those things are? Oh, for example, like well. he, he refused in, in a pro-Israel protest slash parade to support Palestine slash Hamas. I do believe it's important that we call it what it was. You know, they systematically used rape as a part of their war, and they terrorized and brutalized Israeli women, and especially young girls, 
and rape them. And then after that, they actually would shoot them in the back of their head. And I have a 12 year old daughter and those are the kinds of victims, you know, here in October 7th. And we got to call it out and we have to acknowledge that. And if why you wouldn't want to protest that versus attacking a Jewish restaurant, it's part of the point that I made on Twitter. But I also believe that Israel has the right and they actually should destroy Hamas because Hamas is an anathema to peace and a true two-state solution. There's, there's been some other things he's done where he like really is just standing for what he believes uh, in a way that hurts him and runs counter to his party. And uh, I think but that's if, interesting. If um, that ends up destroying his career, then he's not among the elect. I think a better yeah, but, example- But, but it, it has oh. gotten him a lot of attention. So maybe like maybe it will. It, so it's hard to say. And here's the other thing is when you go back and you look at other people who hold similar views of like the elect and not the elect, mm-hmm. Puritans in the early colonies, there are these hilarious diaries that- for example, are covered in Albion's Seed, which of course we're obsessed with as a book, where like people are, you know, one day they're so sure in their journal, like I'm definitely among the elect, like this is this is great, I'm I'm going to be meaningful, and like the next day they're like oh, I'm the most wretched person ever. So like no one knows, even at your dying moment, you have no idea if you're among the elect or not. You don't know if you're like a sad pawn or like the real deal, and we cannot know when judging other people whether they're elect. And that's another like sort of tenet of of Calvinism. It's not like like, you know, you, you can't assume that someone who's lived the most wretched, terrible life, worst criminal ever, they could still be among the elect. We are it is it is basically up to God to decide. God chooses the in our well, case, and you we, don't know within your own lifetime because you don't know the impact of the things that you did. And so it, it, to give an example of a better politician that I was mentioning earlier would be Trump. The, the wave of political sentiment that Trump caused, I mean, he basically caused a total political realignment in our country that almost certainly would not have happened had he not run. Now, we don't know if that alignment was of the will of the future police or if he was just sort of an NPC setting things up for somebody else. Right. And this is another thing, right? So to, to Simone's point, right? So then there's this different category, which is just being a good person and living a good life. And what this means is that you have lived in accordance with your conscience and that conscience is a well-informed conscience and you attempted as best you could to make a important impact that led to humanity becoming a diverse and flourishing you know interstellar human empire one day right Mm -hmm. and you may be wrong about this you know there's a quote here that is from when we read the martyrdom of man a book that i quoted a lot and simone does not like me quoting too much so i'll keep it short but Persons with feeble and untrained intellects may live according to their conscience, but the conscience itself will be defective. To cultivate the intellect is therefore a religious duty. But yeah, and I think that that's really true. You can live in accordance with your conscience, but if that conscience is not a trained conscience, it is very easy to live a bad life Hmm. and a life that ends up moving civilization in a direction that was counter to your goals. And this is another thing about this concept of the elect that really, you know, comes from what someone is saying is we cannot judge. We can judge people, you know, hundreds of years ago if they were likely among the elect or not among the elect, but we cannot judge people in our current time, our peers very accurately if they are among the elect or not among the elect. And we certainly um, can't determine for ourselves. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are so sure that they're on the righteous path. One thing that I like about this limited atonement and, you know, whether you're elected or not, you'll never know, is that it really forces self-scrutiny. 
And it forces a, like a huge amount of like self-consciousness and self-doubt, which I think is ultimately extremely helpful. You have to constantly sharpen yourself. You have to constantly hold yourself accountable. And when you don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I feel like it's a better tool for that. Yeah. Another thing I'd point out here is that the future, the, the agents of Providence, they will sometimes use people even, even to have a big impact on history that are either meant to signal something to the elect mm. or that are meant to strengthen the elect. So many times when it feels like something evil has happened in the world, you know, I'm thinking potentially recent events, these events were not an accident by the agents of Providence. These events were meant to sharpen a certain other group or guide a certain other group away from tragedy. And I think that this is a really interesting thing and it really helps in my daily life. Because if I am among the elect, what this means is that when something bad happens to me, when I think something bad has happened to me, I should investigate that thing for what I was meant to learn from it or where it was meant to steer me or what it was meant to teach me. Nothing bad really ever happens to someone among the elect. Everything that happens to them was meant to guide them towards a specific pathway. And if you are trying to determine if you are among the elect or not among the elect, that is the one source that you can use for evidence, mm. which is when bad things happen to you, they are a sign that you are supposed to learn something from those things and you can begin to draw information from them. And this can happen to a person much further in their life. Like being an elect isn't something that's just like always obvious to a person. It may be that like just everything is going wrong in a person's life. And then one day they're like, oh, I needed all that to happen to me so I could do this thing now that I know is the righteous thing to do. Right. So an interpretation not to make if a bad thing happens to you is, oh, so I must be doing the wrong thing. That's not at all what we're saying. Yeah. Often things that you think are bad happen and ultimately are one of the best things that could ever happen to you. Like we thought it was devastating at first when we discovered that I was like basically infertile and we can't have kids yeah. naturally because that was like a huge blow to us. But then we realized given like the size of the family that we want to have, we would not have been able to have that size of a family, realistically speaking, if we conceived naturally. So it yeah. was, it was in the end for, for the best, but we, we would never, I think have had the mental fortitude or strength to choose to do that because yeah. it is so expensive and, you know, pretty difficult to go through IVF. So, Yeah. You know, this is this is absolutely true. And it is and 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 this in terms of just like mental health is also really like people might think it's really bad. Like you're always questioning the things in your life. You're always questioning whether or not you're among the elect. The belief that you are righteous is one of the most dangerous beliefs imaginable because it can lead people to commit atrocities with no introspection. And it's mm -hmm. it's incredibly important to constantly question whether you are doing the right thing. And I think people who believe that they're righteous are among the most dangerous people because they're not going to question what they're doing. Right. I think that you're absolutely right about this. I think that constantly questioning whether or not you are actually on the right side of history is important. And so many people just don't do that. And to look for signs as to whether or not you are on the right side of history or not and be willing to change your path. Yeah, well, uh, as you as you begin in, in the Pragmatist Guide to Life, you have a whole chapter that is titled, I think, it, it, would you be would you have been a Nazi? 
And it was yeah. those people who didn't question, who just kind of went along with things, who assumed that, of course, they were doing the right thing, who allow those atrocities to happen. And it can be incredibly hard to question, especially when you might be questioning behavior that differs from what mainstream society is doing. But still, I think that, yeah, yeah that, I guess that's another that's another virtue in the basket of the limited atonement camp that I, I do quite like. So that's nice. This is another thing that's that's really, I mean, so, I mean, I'd say if, if we're wording the elect in a different word that I love a quote from the, you know, the movie we use all the time in this is being among the elect means that you have the courage to make the safety and prosperity of the human race your personal responsibility. A citizen has the courage to make the safety of the human race their personal responsibility. Starship troopers, boys and girls. <laughs> Yeah. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. Across the Federation, federal experts agree that A, God exists after all, B, he's on our side, and C, he wants us to win. And there's even more good news, believers, because it's official. God's back, and he's a citizen too. So another thing that, and I, I do have to admit something I said here before, where I was like, you can't tell who's among the elect and who's not within your own lifetime. You can't tell among the people who are trying. You you can definitely, so I can never say this person's definitely among the elect. Mm. It's pretty, there, there is a very large group of humans on the planet that I can tell are definitely not among the elect. Oh? Pretty much anyone who's living for personal vanity, anyone who hasn't really thought about why they're doing what they're doing and is just going with societal trends, anyone who, you know, if, if somebody walks out there and they're dripping in jewelry and they're, you know, striving to be accepted by the public, they are I don't almost- know. Nope, nope, I disagree. All right. Okay, First off, and, and this is also something that like people way more thoughtful about this have thought about who who pioneered like the points of, of Calvinism. And part of this, the, the one of the key points is you cannot know. And also people who you think lived a deplorable lives that were not, to your view, in alignment with the important values can still be among the elect. I would argue, for example, there are people in your life who lived lives extremely not value aligned with yours who nevertheless shaped you into the person that you became. And part of what they did care about was in making you a great person and making your brother a great person. And they succeeded mm. in this in spades. Both of you are incredible people who I think are definitely working to create a humanity in which a future in which humanity flourishes. So I would argue that these people who you would probably, per that definition that you just gave, you know, hedonic, dripping in expensive jewelry, really focused on having a good time, like they still matter a great deal because they also cared about producing great sons and they did. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. That's actually a, a strong argument there. I was thinking more of the guys who blow all their money on like e-thoughts and stuff like that. And like who just, you know, hang out on the internet trying to do nothing with their lives. But they don't think they're trying to do nothing. And they again, like you never know when they might be saved. And you never know if all of that nonsense has taught them, has given them, you know, invaluable tools mm -hmm. in, you know, helping them ultimately do what it is they need to do. So again, I say we are not there to judge. We we do not know. And, you know, in the end, we we shouldn't fully discount anyone because anyone could end up mattering a lot. And a lot of people who we think are going to matter could end up completely flubbing it, yeah. including ourselves. Including ourselves. Yeah. Well, I love this, this conversation, Simone. This I love you, Malcolm. Absolutely spectacular. And I mean, we, we are continuing to 
gain more of a platform. Hopefully we can nudge society in a, in a positive direction. Yeah. Um, hopefully we're not among the hey, right now. We've been flirting on and off with the 10,000 consecutive view hours in the last 28 days. We just passed it again. So 10,000 hours of this channel have been watched in the last 28 days, Insane. which is pretty cool. Yes. Thank you. If you're watching, we're flattered incredibly seriously. All right. I well, love you, Simone and have you, a spectacular day. You too.